from the future here. So sorry we weren't able to get an episode out last week and this one is a little bit late. We've been dealing with some issues, but everything should be back to our regular scheduled operations. So sit back and get ready to listen to our podcast. Thanks so much. Hi, I'm Maddie, a music teacher from Toronto, Ontario. And I'm Min, I'm a music teacher from Whitby, Ontario. Welcome to our patio for the Patio Music Podcast, where we share the crescendos, diminuendos, and sports sandos of life. For any non-music people, that's the ups, downs, and unexpected. Each week, we're going to bring you topics from our daily lives, as well as music news from around the world, especially focusing on fresh faces, people of color, female musicians, and LGBTQ plus music folks. This week, we are going to be talking about Royal Conservatory of Music examinations. So put the kettle on, sit back, and get ready to listen to some patio music. Hi, Min. How are you doing this week? I'm good. And you? I'm alive. (laughs) You know, I am slightly functional. The statement of the century. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have pandemic brain. Yeah, I think we all do at this point. So I am just, time seems to go by. That's going to be my my diminuendo today. Because time just seems to be running me by and I am all of a sudden like missing time. Like I'll sit down to like look at my phone for a second and like two hours pass. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? I, I have things to do. And I just, I'm losing time and it's just, it's pandemic brain, you know? Like, it's just the struggle. Yeah. Um, let's see. Crescendo this week would be, I am on the second interview for, uh, one of the cats that I have applied for. Um, so fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. Um, Min and I went through a couple different names for, um, this (gasps) cutie. Did you narrow it down? Pardon? Did you narrow it down to choices? Uh, well, I'm thinking for the one that I'm on my sec, my they're doing like a virtual like house check, right? Um, uh, and he is white and gray and fluffy. Um, mm. and so we talked about maybe naming him Phantom because then I will have Secret and Phantom or Figaro. I'm uh, sure. You just really like the marriage of Figaro. I do. <laughs> um, so I have a couple options. Fingers crossed, though. Uh, that is my that's my crescendo for this week. Uh, what about you, Min? Uh, crescendo, diminuendo. What's happening? My crescendo probably. I mean, now it's not really so, but I can still count. Wait, we have one sunny morning this morning. Uh, I feel like we've had a nice week. Okay, well, it's Monday, but we had, last, a, we had a last a good week last week. No, so like, we had a lot of rain last week here. Like we like it's been pretty gloomy, and we haven't been able to go out, and like we can't even do yard work because it's just been so so gloomy and cold. Um, Today's been nice. Yeah, today this morning it was very very nice. That's my that's definitely my crescendo, my decrescendo of the week. Um, Innuendo. <laughs> yeah, aren't you supposed I'm, to be a music teacher? That's what I meant to say. Um, 
Yeah, it's this week is exam week, so I have to,、mm. which actually is perfect fitting for our topic, but which I'll talk more about. But、um, I have to basically mark a whole bunch of theory papers and、uh, have to proctor about nine hours of exams this weekend, which I'm not、Oy. looking forward to. Oi, I am so happy that I don't deal with. <laughs> Currently, I teach all like none of my students are a old enough to do exams. They're all like, I think my oldest. I was going through and talking to all my students, and I was like, "Yeah, you're like ten, right?" And they're like, "No, I'm eight." I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> right, cool." So like, they're all in like pre 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 RCM. I have、mm-hmm. a couple who are like. Speeding through the preparatory books, so、mm. after they finish the next two books, I'm just gonna take them right into like the RCM prep because honestly, they're just on fire.、Mm-hmm. So I think we're gonna be talking about basically anything、uh, related to the Royal Conservatory of Music, which is probably、um, one of the few that's most well known in, in Canada. Um, the system that we kind of follow, why we follow it, and、uh, how they have changed and kind of evolved to online over the last year and a bit for to deal with the、uh, pandemic,、um, and how you can basically get your kids involved if you're、uh, interested. Yeah. So one of the main things that I would say is that, like, to be upfront with it, it does cost money.、Mm-hmm. Like, it is something that if you were a parent. It does cost money to do these exams because it costs that like you have to have someone there to do it.、Um, people are taking time. There's a like a, there's a lot going on. So like it does cost cost money to do it.、Um, and depending on what your instrument is, you may need an accompanist, which you have to pay your accompanist unless it's your teacher. And even then, you're gonna be like or like a close friend. Like you have to pay your accompanist. Um, and so, one of the things that I like to think about is how serious is my student? Ah,、uh, it like is this gonna benefit them? Is it worth the money? I think, yeah. I think in terms. Well, first of all, just to understand a bit about the system of RCM, if you haven't, if you don't know, or if you haven't done it,、um, so RCM stands for Royal Conservatory of Music.、Um, And is the exams are actually not、um, like you don't need to do every single level. Yeah, like, you don't really、um, have to. Like they're not really like mandatory, really, until you get to like no five, right? No, no, no.、Um, actually, no.、Um, so I, I actually think a lot of people don't know this.、Um, the actually only really mandatory, mandatory level to do for any instrument, any、uh, for any instrument, any discipline、um, is、uh, grade ten. Actually,、oh. you need to achieve certain marks for grade ten in order to pass grade ten, and and in order to move on to the associate level. Um, and that's really the only one. But needless to say, though, even though that is the only one, you do have to do theory. So you do have to have、mm, yeah you, 
um, at least level eight theory. Even if you don't have level eight piano, you need to have level eight theory before you do level nine theory. And level nine, you need and up until at um uh for level nine to the advanced level, you have to do two theories each, and then the associate level has three theories. Um, okay. So you are so you are not really required, but most of my but generally what I do with my kids is that I'll tell them in between preparatory to grade four, I do ask that maybe they do one exam only. They don't need to do all of it. I ask that they do one. Um, well, it's, some, it's really good to do because it gives you uh-huh. something to look forward to. And also, it gives you other feedback other than just the same person. Yeah. Like, as much as, like, you may, we may have studied and gone to school, we're not the only people who teach, and we are not the end-all, be-all of teachers. Like, go and get other opinions. Go and get other things to that you need to work on, and then come back to me, and we will work on those. Like, mm-hmm. And sometimes these exams are, you know, and again, like we said, they're hopefully 99% of the time, you know, a positive experience. But there have been times that, you know, exam can, you know, go south or go the other way. But that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that, you know, that's the, um, that you can't go on from there. And... The other thing to know that um, exams are essentially one person's opinion, which is that exam. Yeah. So if you were to do it on a different day, you might have a different outcome. You might have a different result. But every examiner that they have are super qualified or way qualified for their discipline. So, it, but it's, they do, we do have to follow a guideline and we do follow a standard um, list for testing that we have to follow if um, the kids have met all of these requirements and then they're able to pass on the level and move on to the next level. Um, let's just say though there are and because I have been doing this for the last 10, um, 10 or so years and I'm actually also the uh, rep for the Whitby Center for the exams um, that because the exams are really really different uh, kids progress differently, but I yeah. have noticed that there have been studies that kids who have started exams, who have done exams, have a very, very steady growth after doing their first exam because they are motivated, because they know what they yeah. want to work on, and because they know that it's a really, really good goal to work to, to work towards too. Um, yeah, and I agree with that. I think that it's really good. That's something that I need. Um, when I'm learning stuff is I need a goal. Mm-hmm. I need a deadline. I need something to motivate me because I am not a very self-motivated person. It's just not as, as try as I might. I am not a self-motivated person um, for certain things. And so I think it's a really good way to motivate students. And even if you just do mock exams. Mm-hmm. So exactly. um, I think you and I have talked about that where I have um or at one point I had students who were doing like higher level stuff. And I think we had talked about Mm -hmm. possibly bringing you in and doing a mock, Mm -hmm. um, a mock exam where we, I prepared them as if it was for an exam. Yeah. You were the mock, mock adjudicator to be like, Hey, this was really good. You need to work on this. 
Um, now, also, mock exam is really, really great. I do this with my own kids, too. I actually hire one of my uh, seniors. She's actually a foremost student of mine. Oh, and, nice. I still have a, and I still have a really good communication with her and her family. Um, her, she, uh, she has done so many mock exams for me. I asked her to, to come on. It's just the way that she presents herself, her her mm. professional them, and the way that she treats the kids and the and her comments. Um, it's just it's really really worth doing. And the other thing is that because kids are, especially when it's your first exam, you really They're nervous. Don't know. Yeah, exactly. They're terrified. They think this you is don't the know. end of the world. They don't know what to expect. And then mm. so like I so especially for those first uh, time exam uh, kids, I do a mocking them for all of them. And then they as soon as they do it, they know their mark and they know what to work on. And the biggest thing is that not just that the biggest thing is actually their mark really reflects to what they're actually going to get on the real exam. Um, so they have an idea and they're prepared. And the other thing is they know what they need to work on, like their weak spots. Yeah. And, um, so, but I mean, again, it does have to do like with the first thing that we said, it does have to do with financial stuff. Exams are very, very costly. They're, yeah. They're um, expensive and especially, sometimes they're worth it, uh, yeah. especially when they get into higher levels, but mm-hmm. like at younger levels, a lot of times, like anything below honestly like first like one to two love like grade one and two don't do the exam i know but do a mock exam but don't I mean, at the same time, there are benefits for little kids to do it because that they see, like, you know, what they have done. Mm-hmm. Um, it's worth it. And then they're getting the marks. They're getting the adjudication for it. And the other thing, I mean, I'm not one of them, but given to say how many I have done. But I know that a lot of kids love uh, to collect certificates. A lot of family love that's to collect true. certificates. And that's a huge, like, that's a huge deal for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but I just want to say one thing, though. Um, the other thing for the RCM exams in Canada. Now, this doesn't apply to all the province. You need to check rules regarding your own province. I know Nova Scotia, uh, um, I know some of the other provinces have different, um, uh, have different guidelines than we do. So you can check it, uh, you can check it out on the RCM uh, website, which, which we will link in the show notes. You can check on the website to see the rules as uh, appropriate for your province. And I know, I, I think they're also starting this in the States, but I could be wrong. Um, uh, it's uh, actually RCM exams do count for uh, high school credits. So you can ah, do, yes. So you can do a grade seven uh, piano with grade seven theory or any instrument grade seven with a grade seven theory along uh, with grade eight. You can do grade eight with, with any instrument, any uh, discipline with a theory. So the, the grade seven one in Ontario, you get a grade 11 credit. And then in grade yeah, and twelve, then grade eight, you get a grade yeah, twelve. Yeah, you get a you get a grade twelve credit for grade eight. But I do know in other province, actually, you can get credits even from grade five. I think grade five, six, seven, eight. I think nice. I think you can get credits for each of those grades, and I can't confirm on that because I don't remember the rule. But you can check, uh, but you can check check up if you are in those other province. Uh, but a lot of people do it for 
um, that purpose for the extra credit. But I do have to say, though, again, there are benefits and, you know, um, and there's pros and cons, right? Exactly. Um, because essentially you are thinking you're putting so much effort and so much time for that one credit. You know, when I school, you can easily get that one credit in one term, right? So you need to see if that's worth it. But the other thing with RCM exams is that job markets and even schools when you apply for a university they really look for this and they really look it very means honest. a lot yeah because yeah. they know how much work goes into it one of the things when i was in school was a lot of the people who were pre-med wanted to do have music credits mm-hmm. because they knew that um it shows dedication and hard work and discipline and commitment and And all of those things which are things that if they want to be a doctor if they want to go into medicine is really important to um to admit admissions and Mm -hmm. to jobs Mm -hmm. um because it shows that and it shows that you also have something outside of medicine because music is very therapeutic and it's very Mm -hmm. it can be really helpful for stressed out music students or stressed out um, medicine, medicine medical students. Medicine. Yeah, it's true. I mean, honestly, a lot I've seen, I've seen where more people are interested into RCM now and I've seen more people that are, you know, taking RCM. I actually just listened to this on a recent podcast um, by one of the chief examiners. Um, and she was saying, um, I don't know how much this is true. Maybe we can test it. But she was saying, people know two things about Canada. They know about RCM and they know about hockey. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, and then I'm just like, like wow. Maybe in the music world, that's what they know about? Maybe. No, like literally. And like anybody up the street, like you ask them, they know what they know what RCM is. Okay, Min. So you prepare a lot of students each year for exams. Um, what are some of the things that you would say for the musician side of the exams? What are some of the things that you use to prepare? Um, well, first of all, we use the RCM syllabus. Uh, the syllabus is a very standard and is active and is uh, you can they actually have it all uh, available to you on their on their website you can download it for any discipline um the syllabus uh, and they follow a set of you know uh, books but you don't need them like if you can get the music you can but make sure that it's copyrighted which i do which i do have to say but generally for rcm exams um in terms of prepping it has to do with the grade level and of course you need to make sure they have songs uh, the good thing about RCM exam is that they really make them a well-rounded musician. Not only do they do like technical skills, they also do ear training, sight reading, and their pieces. They need to do from three different eras, like right from beginning. They need to do broke, like classical, and twentieth century. Which right away you can tell some kids are interested, you know, or favor one side, where other kids, you know, favor the other side. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but I mean, it really does make them a well, a well-rounded musician. That it's not just about reading notes; it's about being able to play what's in front of you. And the other thing they really push is also sight reading. Like you have to be able to sight to sight read as a musician, and sight reading can put you into you know 
awkward and difficult situation, which I'm sure Manny has been put in, then you have to sight read on the spot. <laughs> sight reading is a skill. I talk to the, my students about this, and we use um, most of the times I use. Um, the piano adventure books and they have some really nice sight reading sections in there and they have this thing called clap where like it's you're supposed to like clap it out um pay attention like attention no there's i can't spell clap apparently (laughs) c-l-a-p so clap it out um look at the notes as you're playing um pay attention to certain parts um uh and then, like, um, I think counting on out and, and rhythm and stuff. Yeah, I don't remember what the. I'm gonna look it up. Um, you know that the piano adventure series, they actually have a whole book just like on sight reading, right? They have a whole sight reading book just like um, as a supplementary material to their lesson one, lesson two book. Uh yeah, I think I knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm mostly in most of my students are in the like my first piano adventure books yeah so, like, with them you have to be like I keep talking to them and I'm like it's a skill it's it's a skill it's something you have to practice it's not just a I have you have it or you don't <laughs> um, and so it's something that a lot of my students um can struggle with but I try and be really encouraging because it's not always easy like it's mm-hmm. not it's not a hundred percent so right. um but sight reading is really important um mm-hmm. and what's kind of cool is when you can do sight reading where they get to build their own sight reading sections it's true that's really fun to do because then mm-hmm. you give them little sections of music where it's like ba 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 and then they put it all together and they get to they feel like they've built it which i think is really important to keeping their attention is them feeling like they're part of it Mm, it's not just oh i have to do this because the teacher said no i made this and i'm gonna i'm gonna do it which i think is really exciting for a lot of students Mm mm-hmm um, what do you do? What are some of like? Do you have any apps or any um, like websites that you use for um, any of the musicianship side of stuff? So like sight reading, um, intervals, ear training, stuff like that. Well, actually, sight reading intervals. I use the um, syllabus book, the book that comes with the the RCM, uh, the four star. Um, I use that mainly for sight reading. For in terms of ear training, RCM actually cre- created this thing um, on their online portal where you, I think, is a monthly subscription base. I believe it's like four ninety nine a month or something, where you get access for actually all levels. But you. Oh, nice. uh, Okay. Yeah, but you pay for a four four ninety nine and you get access. So it's really useful when you know you have siblings and you and both of you um, need to access it. Um, but you get all levels of your training from preparatory all the way up to, to uh, grade ten. And then there's modules that you can do. There's all the intervals, rhythm, clapping, everything that you like. Like your teacher does with you a lesson, um, you can get access online. And that's something I really tell my kids to do. 
um, especially when they are little, leading up to preparing for exam, because then yeah. they know exactly what to expect. They know exactly how they're going to do the ear training. Um, yeah, um, it's really useful. But I don't. Otherwise, I don't use a lot of the other stuff just because I feel like RCM is already a really, really well-rounded. Um, they are uh, the materials that they have is already quite extensive so i feel like yeah. my kids will be feeling overwhelmed um it's only the little ones that you know i'll have extra worksheets or or they'll use a note speller app or they'll use something to help them with note reading i um, use tenuto so tenuto um theory.net or no theory mm. yeah theory th- music theory.net i think is what the website is called but they have an app called tenuto um and basically it does a lot of that where it's in like a game form and you can make it a challenge and that's right. what I do because I can for um, like students on Zoom I can share it on my screen um, but they can also get it like it was like five bucks I think and I use it because it also has the listening components and you mm. can do it also has guitar which is one of the things that I really liked because it does um different guitar things for it but I find that that one's really helpful because everything's all together um and you can you can make it harder or easier which is really nice so right. like, you can filter through and say oh I only want to do um the regular notes I don't want to do sharps and flats right or you can do I um, only want to do treble clef or I only want to yeah, yeah. do bass clef I want to do the grand staff I want to do they also have like alto Mm. and tenor clef um which i think is really cool like they have all of these different things they also have an ear training section um but the guitar section is one that i use a lot because i do a game with my um beginner guitar students because i only really i only teach beginner guitar um but i do a game called say it and play it where i put Mm. something up on the screen i give them a timer timer and then they have to say and play it um, to get it right. And it's a little dot that moves on a fretboard. Um, and they have to go through and play. And basically it's like a race, right? They race against a timer and then it gives them how many they got right. Um, if they got any wrong. Um, and I can, I really like being able to set things up. So as they learn new notes, I can add that in so that they are learning. Nice. New like things, yeah. thing, which is really cool. So, like, Tenuto is one that I really like. It's from musictheory.net. It's, um, mus- musictheory.net is, like, their free, it's free right. for everybody. Yeah, I know um, that and one, then, yeah. Yeah, and then Tenuto is their, the paid app. Um, it's a one-time purchase. Um, and basically, it just lets you have it on your iPad uh, without having to be connected to the internet. Nice. That's um, useful. I'm trying to think. I do a lot of clapping with my kids. My kids love mm-hmm. clapping because I just do random clapping with them. <laughs> I have um, I have a kid who came up with his own game. He calls it Poison Clap. Ooh. Um, and basically, there is one um, rhythm that he has to watch out for. Um, and I do different clapping. And if he claps that rhythm, then he has to um, he has to do like a very dramatic death. So if he, uh-huh. if he accidentally claps, claps the poison clap, he has to do a dramatic death. If I do it, then I have to do a dramatic death. Um, and it's it's just, it keeps him interested. It's kind of like those, like, murder mystery games. Right, right. Um, but it's something that he really enjoys. He loves the clapping. 
Uh, rests are his new favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those things where you just, you, you do what you got to do to keep the kid interested. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, um, the next thing I would say is, uh, what would you say are like the rules for an exam? So if you have to tell your student, like, here, these are the things that you should do. Maybe not rules, but, like... Um, like, guidelines to follow? Guidelines for, like, how to act. Yeah. Um, how to, like, how to dress. Uh, what, is say, what do you say? Um, stuff like that. Uh, what would you say are the... Yeah, gu- the guides that you would give them? Because you, you have more students who do exams than I do. Mm-hmm. So RCM actually provides you with these guides. Um, so before an exam, you need to go online and fill out what we call it a um, program form. So you need to go on and fill out your program. So the pieces you're going to play, the order you would like to do them in, and then how do you want to do your intervals? You want to name them or sing them or like what order do you want it? Do you want to do your pieces first or do you, do you want to do your technical part first? You, you all have a choice and normally that's decided upon between you and your teacher. And um, on that form, usually at the back, it will say these are the things that you need to do before the day, the actual day of your um, online exam or in-person exam. So uh, in terms, um, so what I tell my kids, I tell, I tell them, well, first of all, make sure that you are well rested the night before. Um, to, Something. Depending, depending what time your exam is, give yourself more more than enough time in the morning. Try not to rush. Make a list of what you need that morning for yourself. Make a list on your phone, like you need your music. What book do you need? Um, plan your outfits early, like plan your outfits the night before and have it laid out that morning. It should be dressy. You shouldn't be wearing like running shoes or jeans. Um, I would say probably semi-formal is fine. Um, but definitely it should be, you know, because essentially it's a performance. It's something yeah, you're being... Yeah, it is. A, in, it's a performance. You're yeah, being judged. It, so you're, especially for a voice exam more so than any other exam, but how you present yourself is, um, they do, they do count on how you present yourself and how you act. Uh, I mean, for piano, they don't, I mean, it's fine. But I think more so for um, voice and uh, the other one, I think is the speech and trauma one that they um, that they count a lot for as well. Yeah. Um, but for, uh, for piano, you know, be yourself. Um, try not to be nervous, but I know that that's... <laughs> it's okay to be nervous. And yeah. Most of the time, I think the adjudicators, they know you're nervous. And the and the other thing is like they're human too. We're yeah. all human. So and like if you make a mistake, like it's literally not the end of the world. Like you know, um, it's absolutely okay to make a mistake, and it's absolutely okay. And the other thing that I want to tell all my kids or tell anybody that's going into an um, exam, if it's a piano. So now we don't need to worry about this if you're doing remote exams because you're doing from the comfort of your own home. But when you are doing uh, in-person exams, you are allowed to play a couple of scales, you know, on the piano to test it to get oh, warm, warm up too. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, just to get comfortable, just to feel the piano, because I do know every piano has a different touch. Some may be harder to play than others. So you have to get comfortable and you have to know. And sometimes as you go, if you are in the advanced level, 
you do have to play by ear. You do have to see, like, you know, is uh, how is this pedal adjusting? Do I need more? Do I need less? Like, what kind of uh, what kind of piano is this? So, and again, like your own instrument. Every piano is their own instrument, and and every piano is different. Uh, I would say the same for like for other instruments. Come warmed up. Yeah, exactly. Come prepared. Like with a piano, you're playing with their instrument. But, with but you still need to warm up in the morning, though. Like still warm up at home. Yeah, like still warm up in the morning. But like mm-hmm. with with other instruments and with voice, you should come prepared to perform right away. Exactly. Um, talk to your um, accompanist. Make sure that you're on the same page. Make sure you've practiced with them beforehand. Yeah. That's all really important things so that you're like prep yourself so you are as prepared as possible mm-hmm. and then just try and let that stress go and do your best in that moment mm-hmm. because that's all you can do you cannot it's not always your best of all time it's your best in that moment and that is all that matters yeah mm-hmm. and so like don't stress about it it's like it's hard to say that but like you have practice for this you have put in the work yeah um, and the work you put in is what you're going to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And if you have practiced and put in the work, it will show. And if you haven't, that will also show. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's something to be aware of is you, like, you get what you put in. You, you give what you, or you get what you give. <laughs> you get what you give. Very mm-hmm. um, sure. I think I have the mixtape this time, right? Um, yes. I'm actually going to do an organization, and which is also going to tie into something we're going to do a lot, hopefully, in the future. Um, I'm actually going to be talking about the Met Opera today. I don't know how many of you know about this, but during quarantine, they actually have been doing free viewings of opera for every 24 hours. There's an opera available that you can watch right on metopera.com.org, whatever, I think it's .org. Um, But you can watch on their website. They actually have a schedule, a weekly schedule of their operas, and you can check there uh, to see. Recently, they just did one of my favorite opera, uh, Norma. And then was was one of my two all-time favorite soprano and mezzo soprano, Sandra and Joyce. Uh, we call we call them the powerhouse queens. Um, but they but they just recently showed showed that one. So we'll link it down. You can also get a subscription if you would like um, a, a monthly one, which you which you would get all access to all their operas in their databases. Um, but, or you can just wait for the schedule and do one and then see what opera they have for that day. And their schedule is really, really nice. I think two days ago they, they did Norma and then they did, um, I think the opera version of Cinderella, which I forgot what it was called, um, which was also the one that Joyce was in. Um, it's, I think it's by, no. Never mind. I'm, I'm going to scream. <laughs> I thought brain, I knew. brain not working. It's fine. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, check it out. Um, they really, they offer free viewing. Um, I think it's absolutely worth it. And I think that we all should be watching. Manny? Okay. So, um, I have the song of the week this week. 
Um, and so I would like to share um, a song called Sunflower um, by Holly Clausus, um, which is just a super bright song. Um, she is from Toronto, which is super cool. Um, I actually have met her in person. She is um, an acquaintance. She's friends of a friend. Um, and so highly recommend um, Homegrown Toronto. She's been putting on performances on Facebook. Um, uh, and she, I think, just released just an album or an EP. She just released um, something recently and she had a performance. Um, unfortunately, I was teaching during that time, so I wasn't able to see it. But highly recommend. We'll be putting that on our um, playlist. You can check that out on Spotify. Okay, so thank you so much for listening. Please check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Patio Music Pod. That's P A T I O M U S I C P O D. Um, you also can send us any suggestions, questions, concerns. Um, you can email us at patiomusicpod at gmail.com. That's the same spelling. And please leave a review um, at Apple Podcast or anywhere that you can leave a review. Special shout out to our patrons on Patreon. Um, and you can check out all of our show notes on our Patreon. Um, we release them each week as we release our episodes. And from our students to yours, keep practicing. practicing. Bye for now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm good.